Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the Whack Pack, Irish romance, and camp. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, we're back. We're do what well, I want to say, second week in a row, we're recording the show on time. In person. In person. Huge deal for us, for me personally. Look at the structure we've been able to be shoehorned into. I know. We're so professional. We're so on top of our game right now. Uh, interesting week of news. A lot of stuff going on. Weird week. It's been a long week. Yesterday it was Wednesday and I was like, I you can't You think your believe. week has been long? Oh my God. Yeah, we should get we should talk about this right up front. I'm podcasting with one hand tied behind my back, literally. Um, are you familiar with the character The Penguin in Tim Burton's 1992 film Batman Returns? Ryan has a hand... That looks like the penguins, like flipper hands. It's a fin, yeah. It's basically a fin. Um, Ryan was doing the dishes. I was doing the dishes while watching the seminal television show Vanderpump Rules. By the way, this is why you never do something while doing the dishes. Doing the dishes should be, sorry, go tell your story and then I'll reprimand you for. I was doing the dishes. um, I was reaching into a glass tumbler and I had a uh, a sponge. I was washing the inside of it. But I was reaching fast and hard and it slammed into the sink and shattered and all of the glass went into various parts of my hand horrible and uh ripped it up there's blood oh my god everywhere i called the 911 immediately put paper towels on it ran to the lobby of my building to wait for the ambulance as a family with like five small children came in and blood everywhere they learned a lot about the human anatomy god and then i spent sunday having my hands stitched back together And so now you, I'm, you have ten stitches. Now I have ten stitches. Oh my god! So um, Ryan, across the worst part, Ryan is horribly, but no tendons are no cut. tendons no, are cut. No like major permanent damage. Which no, is it'll good. just be a few weeks. Lucky. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> it'll just be a few weeks of uh, healing and then a weird scar. It's it's a very horrible and sad experience, and I'm sorry that it happened to you. It has truly but slowed also, down every aspect of my life. Let me reprimand you. Getting back to my original reprimand, you know, the dishes. Just focus on the dishes. You don't need to multitask. Vanderpump's not going anywhere. You're not thinking of this from the galaxy brain perspective, which is now I never have to do the dishes again. Oh, is that it? <laughs> He's like, I get out. You know what? I used to hate doing the dishes. I actually uh, like it. It's very meditative. It's like mowing the lawn. I used to really despise it. And uh, in the last few years, I've, I've, I do find something like somewhat therapeutic about just the total single-mindedness of dish doing. And you're in one spot and you're making things clean and yeah. better. It, the it, worst it, is like vacuuming or dusting because you're moving around. You got to pick things up. Everything's a different challenge. Mm. It's just a repetitive, yeah. like mowing the lawn. If I had more time, I think I would, I would vacuum and dust. I But the thing I about the dishes for me that's those. bad is that it it's, sinks are typically kind of low for me since I'm 6'4". Yeah. Mine's, so, well, mine's actually up pretty high. Is it higher? Well, that, I've that's what wanted, made the impact worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're at the wrong angle. No, but I actually have wanted to have like a, a taller sort of, because um, I'm tall. you so, got to get so, Kanye to design So I hunch thing. over, I know, I hunch <laughs> over uh, uh, a lot while I'm doing the dishes, which makes my back hurt. Like I definitely get like mm-hmm. back pain immediately following like a dish session. Also, like I'm really thorough. Like Laura gets mad at me because I'm extremely thorough. Uh... And I think we have a little bit of a, a little bit of a um, difference in style when it comes to the dishes. I'm and surprised you don't use a dishwasher. We have a dishwasher. Yeah, you're in the but suburbs. You have one. Yeah, but sometimes you've got you're running the dishwasher and then you have more dishes. 
We never used it growing up. We had one in our house. We never used we, it. I, I, we think we use we it like never used we it. use it sparingly. I mean, we don't create so many dishes typically that we have to put stuff in the dishwasher. It's not that hard to do. Like you know, it's just the three of us for the most part. Um, anyhow, but but yeah, I think you should stay focused on the anyhow. It's one very, task it's at horrible. a time. It's horrible, but I think you should. Yeah, I feel very bad for you, and I'm I sorry. I have ADHD. That it Pity me. I do pity you, but also I'm mad at you. Um, no, but yeah, because I'm slowed down yeah. everything in this. Ryan office. was like, showed me a picture of him playing. He got like a you got like a giant arcade joystick. So the day that it happened, I was told for like 24 to 48 hours, if you're still bleeding, please don't leave the house because you're just gonna do stuff to make it worse. Right. Um, and I couldn't change the bandage; and it was ugly. So I stayed home from work on Monday, and I had nothing to do, and I couldn't play any video games. I couldn't do anything. So I got on Amazon Pride Prime and uh, uh, ordered one of those joystick fight pads like old school arcade and there's a handful of games that like only need those buttons yeah <laughs> i've been yeah. playing a lot of like sonic like street or street fighter street fighter i, I mean street fighter is like mega pretty, man although you need like button combos i mean like a lot of button movement so i feel like street fighter would be kind of tough it's okay you Are gotta you, put it did on you get the new mortal Kombat? yes oh you did mm-hmm. i can't play it i haven't played it i can't play it i don't know if i want to play it i was never a big mortal Kombat fan but it does look like I don't know. I'm just such a sucker for ever. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I just want to buy a new game. I know. I have so many unplayed games. I'm a man who owns like eight Game Boys. When what, Mortal Kombat comes out, I'm buying it. What I like to do is I like to go back to a game after several years. And then, like, like I, I played, mm-hmm. I played like um, a series. Or like, you know, like Far Cry. I have Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, and Far Cry 5. I've never finished any. Oh, I think I might have finished three. I think I gave you. I may not have finished three. You gave Detroit, me Beyond Human, and you've never touched it. it. Have you even touched it yet? You haven't even never even added me on PlayStation, so I have no I idea. Do, what you're I doing. don't do group gaming. I tried to play a little Fortnite, and I find it like I utter, hate it, utterly detestable. I hate it. I'm sorry, it just is not for me. Like I I'm like not, Overwatch, but I fucking hate Fortnite. Yeah, not, I can, and I can feel the casino feeling of it all, where I'm like, I gotta pay to play, kind of a thing. I think that level, the barrier to entry now is so ridiculously high. Like to just understand the universe What's of Fortnite, yeah. it's just like it's it's sort of like I don't know. I gotta get special jet pack now i get like i don't know what these guns all it do it was the first time i truly felt old was trying to play fortnite i, don't feel and not old. I just feel it like, it's like it's like i'm bad at like a call of duty like i'm bad at like i don't like multiplayer for the most part i i my multiplayer fun ended with like quake but i remember like, my mom's pretty young and i remember her she's pretty good on all her phone apps she's a heavy social media user mm-hmm. but the, she said the first time she felt old was when she opened snapchat and literally didn't know how to start she didn't know like what to do with it and thing, that's how i feel with fortnite no, i loaded see, it up yeah. several times i have no fucking clue what's happening I, I don't have that i don't have it's it's not that i have no clue what's happening it's that i the that i know that like that i don't have the time it takes it's going to require so, a like, lot of you. yeah the yeah. time it takes to like figure everything out yeah i'm like, like mass this effect. game is too old to get yeah. into mass effect i like ma- again, i like again. mass effect but this game isn't like, like Fortnite, i couldn't buy a new one Fortnite to me is like there's nothing that's going to happen in this game that's good enough for me to justify the time i need to put in to really like mm-hmm. get like even reasonably good at it yeah and understand like the how everything like what i want to be doing it because like you can play Fortnite a lot of different ways anyhow the point is so f- I got a fight pad. Yeah, you got a fight pad. I for can your, slam for your like for your one or hand. two buttons at a time, yeah. and I've beaten every Sonic game. Well, at least you can play something. I mean, you know, at least you've got at least your hand isn't completely like destroyed, and you've got some you know function. I'm using like a, a tube. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot to, worse. Like use my breath to control the character. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, so what else is going on in the news? It's been a big. It's been a big week, but not there. There have been a lot of like big things, but not a lot of things, which is good. Yeah, I think. I prefer it this way. Should we talk about actually, the Google stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually was watching the Google thing and thinking, like, I'm watching this intentedly and not so distracted by Trump. Like, I definitely there's Trump stuff going on, but it felt like a different kind of week, more digestible week. I'm trying to remember. 
uh, what was happening the day of the Google thing. I actually didn't pay that much attention to it because I think... There's... It is the day we had a constitutional crisis. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, an ongoing... <laughs> we'll talk about that, the ongoing yeah. constitutional crisis that's happening so in America. So Google unveiled new Android Q, um, and it's filled with security updates. It's got its live caption feature. That will not work for another 20 years, but it's a good idea. I mean, it's a good... I think it's a really good idea to... I do feel like we should be way better at just having captions for any videos that you watch ever. Of and course. I think that it's accessibility like... is the first thing that Silicon Valley chucks to the side with their quote unquote disrupting. Like it's well, the first cost cutting measure. Well, like, I just how do you get an Uber like... that's accessible? You can't. I just think you also have uh you know, I mean, there's just a, a minimal amount of you know, there, obviously a smaller percentage of people who are pushing for that stuff within these companies. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just never a priority. You know, um, I mean, they also for have the this most part focus mode stuff, which I I don't think any of this digital well being like like control your use of your phone stuff is ever gonna work. So like, uh, yeah, okay. I don't know people. I mean, I actually, never gonna work. Okay, so I there are actually people though uh, at the outline who talk about how they use like their Instagram thing where it's like we'll give you like a five minute it'll like on your iPhone I guess you can set a thing I don't do this at all because like time limits yeah time limits it'll be like you've looked at Instagram for five minutes and people use it I just uh, and so maybe that's helpful like I guess it's like if the if you can it's a good reminder like you've been here for 20 minutes yeah I think it's like good to know Um, I do think ultimately it's a question of behavior and like if something helps you with your behavior that's nice and if it's like actually like makes sense and can help you with your behavior if you need that help I do think like the machines are not going to solve the problem like it's not going to be like I do think counting calories was helpful but it also gave me like really bad eating disorder and obsessive number counting and stuff behavior that I didn't like right and so for me it's like if I put those limits on Twitter I'm just going to be my life will be about not being on Twitter rather than my life being about being on Twitter and frankly it's the path of least resistance at that point yeah I just think um I just think that the the thing about it is is like like Instagram is a good example of things I feel I enjoy less and less with each passing experience yeah like I don't I don't dislike Instagram uh but I feel now like I don't have a lot of time to like watch all the Instagram stories and I don't really have a lot of time to like go through the entire feed and see what I was watching every story I remember I I used to read every tweet in my timeline especially like 2009 if there's a couple people you follow who are like super active yeah in the story stuff fuck those people with 50 fucking posts you got the, the tiny little like yeah, like Spencer that's Pratt, a full like Spencer swipe. Pratt, who that's I follow wild. and used to enjoy. But he's shooting his own reality show. That's a little I different. get it, but like I don't even look at it anymore. Yeah, I'm just like this is exhausting. Like I don't have time to see, it. even if sometimes it's entertaining. This is like crystals and burritos, and I've seen it. Mm, a burrito would be great right now. The hills is coming back. Um, some crystal and a burrito. It's <laughs> what I want. Meth. It's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyhow, so so uh so yeah, I, so it's nice they're introducing more features around that stuff. Um, I know you hate dark mode, but no, I'm very should... happy to see dark mode. Yeah, dark mode. I don't get it. I don't know what the deal is. I hate the way it looks. It looks really it looks better. It looks old to me. Everything I see in dark mode, I feel like looks like some weird like late '90s, early 2000s version of like an interface. I think so dark I find mode it... feels like the default to me. All the white doesn't feel like the default to me. I, I, it like it's like oppressive. No, it's I'm like looking so at much I'm looking at dark mode. I'm literally looking at dark mode right now, and I really hate the way it looks. It I is, love it. It looks trashy. I describe it. I think it looks. But it, it, dark I don't mode care is, how it looks. Dark it just mo- feels better. Yeah, I don't. I disagree. I don't think. I don't think that like white text dark on a black mode, background is better for your eyes. It's not. Dark mode it, it is the streetwear or like yoga pants wow. or UGGs where you're like part of this is that it looks okay, Mm-mm. and the other part of it is it's comfortable. I I don't find it more comfortable. I find it to be claustrophobic and ugly. Um, so the, they have dark mode. 
There's a bunch of new security stuff which that, I like. that they're doing. Where which they're, I, like. I mean, Google seems to be acknowledging that they people want more privacy. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll see what it actually does. Google's um, like, okay, Candy Crush can't listen to you sleep. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a little. I think it goes a little bit beyond that, but it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see like how much it actually impacts like experiences. I don't. I, I you know personally, Google doesn't. I'm not. I don't sweat Google. I know you don't. You know, I've talked about this. I just you don't. feel nothing. I just, just, I just don't, I don't see like the, a real world impact that's bothering you. Me. Feel about Google? I feel about a lot of companies that they're like the cable guy or something. Where when they're in their house, I want to be with them. You with Google, that's mm. the housekeeper. You're just giving. You just roll the keys, and you're like, she's gonna see some shit. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think at some point, I don't know. I mean, I, it would be easy to just to log off. Like I could just log off. I don't have to use these things, but I do like them. They did outline what they're collecting on you and easier ways to stop them like, and delete it. Like I was looking for a photo from 2013 of an old Apple computer that I took a picture of, and like finding it in Google Photos was really easy. And part I just of that hate is because that I'm like, constantly aware of that I'm going to open a private browser to Google this thing that I don't want associated with me, or even just I don't want suggestions based off of it. See, I'm less concerned with that and more concerned with that in relation to presenting things to people. In the office. I'm like, my number one Google privacy concern is that I'm going to be presenting. Oh, that's my biggest fear. And I type in, I start typing in a URL and it auto-predicts something like truly heinous. Yeah. You know, like. It's like gore porn. Yeah. I'm always nervous that my mom's going to look at my phone. That's why I don't keep any like explicit anything on my phone. But I'm always nervous that she's going to be watching a YouTube video and like a grinder message or yeah. John sending the, me a nude. But the reality is that that, that we should deal Really, if we were smart, we would have two separate computers for We'd work have a and life. Like, yeah. or two separate accounts on the computer. But, like, that's too that's much trouble. I don't have that. time for that bullshit. I'm a very busy man. Um, okay, so they've got some new notification stuff. They're doing some stuff with, like, bubbles. Yeah. Like, they're basically making chat heads into, like, I fucking like, hate chat heads. So I actually like... They, I hate it. There are things I like about... Uh, chat heads, whatever, because I don't use... I don't really use Facebook Messenger. There's, like, literally... it's. I never, never use used. it except for one group of people in my life, and it is the easiest way for this group to communicate. And it's I just laziness. Hate it. It's just laziness talking. But 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 I like I do use it. They have it on the phone app on my Pixel, and sometimes it's convenient. Sometimes it's annoying. I hate it. Well, we'll have to see. I'm I I want to open an app. I kind of do like how Apple is. You open the app. And you're there. I need my notifications available everywhere and my settings available everywhere. But I do like that when I'm on Amazon looking for food stuff, I don't get tweet replies except for a tiny little shade at the top of the screen. No, I'll be honest with you. I actually like being able to like fluidly jump between things. And I think that I think you're I'm wrong. dealing with my ADHD. You're embracing. No, your... I just think I just think, look, uh, when you're when you're juggling a lot of shit, it's nice to be able to like not have to scrounge around for the app you're like where is it it's like but i like that sometimes the word processor i'll do it on my ipad on airplane mode just so i can focus or like if i read really really dating yourself (laughs) if i read a book i need to do it on my kindle because i'm not going to stay in there i'm going to go to reddit and google something from the book and then do over go over here and look at youtube with the author and i'm like i'm trying to like get like ways and Twitter in the same view, so I can like get navigation. Read tweets while you drive. Read tweets and get navigation while I'm driving. Also, Dunk have, on people also have, while some, you make also have some, some chat head notifications pop up, <laughs> so I can like respond to text messages and uh, you're so extremely like, online. I always Slack, forget. Slack messages. Um, yeah, I'm like fairly online, but you know, I uh, you know what I did last night? I sat in bed. I read a book. It was fucking great. Yeah, no, that's the best. Sally Rooney, Normal People. My whole. Have you thing- read it? No. Very interesting. My whole thing about Game Boys and why I'm obsessed with them is that they're little games that you can play and you play them alone mm-hmm. and they they 
they're not connected to anything. Yeah. They, it's simple. There's just black and white, and they have to make fun out of it. Yeah. And addictive gameplay. I, and I, nobody I, can interrupt I you. Why, why I've played, I think that's why I played Dead Cells so much is that it's so... It's Which so, is coming to iOS, yeah, by the way. Yeah, but who cares? Who cares if it's coming to iOS? iOS is horrible to play games on. You got to get an MFI controller. Okay, let me get a controller to make my phone into basically a Switch. Yeah. No thanks. I, that's what I got a switch for. And you know what? I'm all in on the switch. It's great. I've come around. I've done a 180. I'm like a switch head. Um, I don't know. The first time I really took a break from my switch, which I'm fully back on because yeah. of this joystick situation. Um, I took a real break when I played Yoshi's Crafted World, and I was like, I feel like I've played this game from Nintendo a thousand times. Well, see, I don't get hooked on that kind of shit because I'm not falling for Nintendo's bullshit. You're not a big dum-dum. I'm not a big dum-dum who's like, another Pikachu game or whatever. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. Literally, guy has this guy has a Pokemon bracelet on right now. No, Did you see that right study now. that was like the Pokemon... Po- growing up the Pokemon has literally changed the makeup of millennials' brains. Like, there's a section of your brain that lights up specifically for Pokemon. <laughs> it's like food, animals, you know, family members. And there's a whole section that's like, 200 monsters from when you were young. <laughs> I didn't, did not see that study, but I definitely would read it. It, like, and reformatted the way sad. millennials' memories worked. And I was like, oh, this them. is why I can tell non-Pokemon people from a mile away and that they're, like, abhorrent demons to wow. me. <laughs> wow. They have to be collected and then yeah. turn into ba- to you have to them. battle them with other... Non Pokemon people <laughs> um, for the ultimate non Pokemon prize. Um, anyhow, so so uh, yeah, so there's a new version of Android. It's fine with everything. They've got foldable shit, five G shit, cares? nothing you can use. Who yet. gives a shit about that? They um, keep trying to uh, make me buy a thing to put my house with a camera in it. Like that is a. By the way, that's a line I draw. We don't have no Alexa, I have no hub. no Google. I do have the Alexa. No voice things. Where I'm, oh, I'm anti voice. I'm anti persistent camera i got the google home and the alexa for free one i won the other one someone yeah, didn't want they're giving them away they, they can't give them away fast so enough. it's fine to ask for the weather i wouldn't purchase one the google I'm hub sorry. home i want to communicate with we've talked the about the facebook so hub home the apple any portal, of those screens how is that more convenient than my phone to control my smart house like how is that or my ipad not closer to me like i'm i don't need and mm. someone was like oh i like it while i'm cooking to watch netflix or whatever and i'm like i guess but i use my ipad for that and also i had an injury while doing that and josh says not to do it so right that's I don't, exactly right i don't know what it's for it's i guess they want to recreate that situation remember you'd have a tiny tv in your kitchen in the 90s no, no. Yes, of course. Yeah, the yeah, tiny you watch the kitchen it while TV. Eating dinner. Yeah, so you it's the Good your, Morning America you machine. You talk to your horrible family. <laughs> it's yeah. the Seinfeld. I've been there. Um, that's what they want to replace, but I don't miss that in my life. I sure, I agree. I think um, nobody's watching prestige TV no, on a Google it's, Home it's Hub. Like, they, no, they have these. Hub. They have these scenarios. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, it's like you're cooking. You need a recipe. But that's what my iPad. It's convenient. For. And then I, the iPad, I can draw on later. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure there's like a few people who really love it. I mean, I don't. It just doesn't do anything for me. But then again, I don't cook very much. So maybe if I did, I would feel differently. It makes um, me think of those dash buttons that I'm like, I guess someone could use this, no, but not they, enough they to make it a business. The dash button. Exactly. Um, okay. And then they released two new phones. Yeah, the, the phones look pretty good for the price. Three A XL or something. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is it three? Yeah, we're on three. Pixel yeah. three and three th- A and the three A XL. Horrible naming, but whatever. Who cares? All the names are bad. Name, now. Names like are X- meaningless X- at this X- point. S Max. It's like the, the three Axel. It's really bad. It's they just need like to call them things. We've gotten to the they Kingdom like, Hearts stage of naming phones, where it's like three X four eighty two remix I, over nine hundred eighty two birth by sleep. <laughs> I think that I think that I think that we need to. I think that phone companies, all phone companies, should adopt uh, a more like a car like naming convention for these things. Yeah. 
the it Accord. Be like the Accord. And it's you know, the 2019 the, Accord. The, I mean, all even cars are getting like this. They're like the Mazda is now. There's like a Mazda like three X. There's like a five or X five or something. There, no, actually, all the cars are like this now too. They don't even call cars things. There's no Taurus anymore. It's like the Ford T seven. How about? I'm so sick that the minute you said cars, my mind started doing the. Yeah. Go to your local Lexus dealer. Oh, <laughs> that I love yeah. so much. Fake British Lexus lady. I love her. I thought you were going to say something about the movie Cars, which I've never seen and refused to see. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. All this Google stuff seems iterative fine, and fine. There's fine. nothing very. I'm, I'm annoyed. They're changing. Exciting. They're changing the Nest stuff now. Um, all their Google stuff is like going to be Nest related, but they're mm-hmm. also killing IFTTT support for Nest. So I have like a completely insane situation where I have like a Net Atmo device that reads like the temperature in Zelda's room that sends like the temperature to IFTTT, and then that tells the Nest to change the temperature in our uh, and you took in the our time bedroom to do area. That. Now you're being punished. And now, yeah, and now like, well, so so. It took them forever to introduce a nest, like a pod you could put in a room that would like sense the temperature of multiple rooms. So you get like a general temperature of this is, by the way, the extremely... least relatable problem. Yes, anyone's it's ever extremely had. like a first world problem, if that's what we're still calling them. And this like, isn't even first world. This is like middle class, which doesn't exist. This is like upper um, middle class like, problem. This is like that movie where Matt Damon like is like living in a slum and then up in space is where all the rich people live. Yeah. It's like the problems of the people who are in space like the capital and hunger games they're like my yeah. plastic surgery yeah. doesn't look perfect <laughs> yeah they're like my, my uh, skin leds Tint. aren't working yeah. it's like you know uh like the purple is it purple enough um i thought i'd no, look like a cat that, so nest made these things you could like put a in a room which is like I, the whole reason was like well it's reading like the temperature in one room but we needed to read like temperature in other rooms this is so dumb. They made a thing. I'm like, oh, they finally made the thing. It's like it's only compatible with the new Nest. Ugh. So I have to like get rid of my Nest, which was perfectly fine, and cost hundreds of dollars just to use the little, which is bullshit. Yeah. Total bullshit. At any rate. This is what the bleeding edge is like. <clears throat> I guess what I want to say is fuck Google <laughs> and fuck Nest. You went, you started this conversation from, I trust Google. I love Google. Google is my mommy. You know, they're just annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, anyhow, everybody's annoying. Uh, speaking of annoying tech companies. Facebook. Big editorial today. Chris Hughes, a founder of Facebook. I mean, he was Mark Zuckerberg's roommate. I guess he worked early in the, early, early remember, days. Remember, remember when he tried to buy his husband a, con- a seat in Congress? <laughs> yeah, he also bought the New Republic and then... Like did well, the New Republic is a disaster. I guess any way you slice it. Um, it, but uh, he bought it. How's, did, how's that going? Ran it poorly, then sold it for like one dollar or something to like a bunch of. He MySpaced it. He like sold it to a bunch of like other rich white guys who yeah, are he sold like it to Justin Timberlake, who've like done more reading than he has. <laughs> like basically, and now they're now they're running now they're ruining around. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, you know, like whatever. I mean, like all like all rich white guys <laughs> running everything into the ground. Um. He wrote a thing. It's like, we got to break up Facebook. It's like, cool. Great. Let me know. He's like, yeah. He's like, I went to Mark's house and had barbecue last year. And now I Mark, I think Mark sucks. It's like, whatever. Like, okay. So he hasn't emailed you back in six months and you're going to tell us what we already no, I'm know. Glad, I'm, I'm glad. It seems to be getting like, I was, you know, I tuned into MSNBC, which is available as a channel on my Sirius satellite radio <laughs> in my car. And I could hear like all the MSNBC, like, it sounds like a nightmare. Lib wonks talking about like, the constitutional crisis. <laughs> and they're, um, you know, that is a literal nightmare. They're like, they're like, you know, just, TV TV news is so TV bad. Sucks. It's so bad. It really is it terrible. Sucks. TV's bad. Um, but but anyhow, they were talking about how serious this is and how everybody's like, gotta, we got to take a big look at this. And you know, it's like, okay, I actually agree. Yeah. I mean, Facebook. But here's the problem: it's like, you break, you can take Instagram and WhatsApp. And by the way, I think they should do this. 
disconnect them from Facebook, make them their own companies doing their own things. Don't let another company buy WhatsApp. Don't let another company buy Instagram. They can make their own money. They should divide the advertising. But the but the from Facebook. but Facebook is and the TV. itself is still like over two billion users and a massive amount of advertising revenue. But so is MySpace at one point, and it can die. No, no, no. Without no. all these logins and the Instagram. No, and I agree. It, does, it doesn't have to die. It just needs to be smaller. It just needs to be more controllable. It's like it's like if only one billion people are on it, there's a lot less damage it can do than having two. Or if it's only seven hundred and fifty million. Yeah, you cross a, a threshold where you have like godlike power. Well, and it's also like I mean the way the the I mean his I will say one of the points that he makes in his in his editorial. That is worth repeating is that Mark Zuckerberg's the power structure at Facebook is such that Mark Zuckerberg has essentially absolute power. He is not governed by anybody. He has controlling a controlling stake in the company. And frankly, I think it's insane that like a single man, a single 30-year-old white guy would have a controlling stake in the in the speech patterns of two billion people plus on a platform. But even Google has Bing. Facebook, what's the alternative? Well, come on. Instagram? No, I mean, but that's which they also own, but Facebook, there is no competitor where we would all switch. They just a, buy them all. But there's a completely different. I mean, Google has its own problems, but the user base of YouTube is not as big as the user base of of, of Facebook, and especially not the user base of all three of their but big like, apps combined. Gmail is basically the only way people use email. Yeah, but it's However, e- but it's, but it's email. But it's open. But it's an open standard. But it's so, private. It's a private. Yes, it's an open standard. You can use a different app other Facebook other than Gmail. doesn't let you do that. Well. And the reason MySpace Facebook died, is, Facebook isn't a thing. It's like an entire world of content and communication. That's why I'm saying break all of that up. Yeah. Well, I think Messenger shouldn't be part of it. I think it's more than just like breaking up Instagram and WhatsApp. It's like if you're going to do that, why is Messenger, Messenger a part events, of it? like marketplace? Well, I mean, the groups. I think you have to ask questions. Should the groups be intermingled with like main, like the sort of like main line of news content? Like, is news content even a thing? Is that even a thing they should do? Like, I, there's just a fundamental. But the but the problem is is the problem is how how widespread it is and how you know it's this is not this is not like win, the windows problem was different in that like when they broke up microsoft you know it was like running up running the computer platform it didn't interconnect to so much like, yeah yes of course there were things that interconnected but at that point it wasn't so like vaguely intermingled with everything else and so i think it was, it was also a, a product and a tool that you used rather than a place where you got information right it wasn't scarier. like it wasn't the place where it's you not programming your, your brain it wasn't the place where you spent your actual life it yeah. was the place where you, you went for like work or some you know some some like entertainment or whatever but it wasn't like you were it was the single point where all things connect in your entire life yeah which is basically what facebook has become for a lot of people so anyhow i look i mean chris hughes i agree with a hundred percent I don't think we have a government currently that has the brains or willpower. The brains, willpower, understanding to actually do it the right way. I think vote, um, vote, vote for Elizabeth Warren. I hope. Yeah, I mean Elizabeth Warren's a perfect example of a person. Well, I mean her plan, her Amazon plan or whatever, also has flaws. We need to start somewhere though. Yeah, we need to start somewhere. Let's just start like let's start with some basic smart plans that are actually uh, let's disrupt. No, but let's not just like throw plans out there and do them because like it feels good at the at the moment. That's what we did. Sure. That's the Iraq war. Yeah. That was like we got attacked. Let's go to war with some Arab yeah, people. Yeah, definitely breaking up Facebook and the No, Iraq it war. is No, but it's, it's <laughs> I got what you're saying. A poorly pushed plan by people yeah. who have an agenda for to make us all feel like we're doing something Yeah. and so they can get something they want to like score a point doesn't always mean it's the right plan. Yeah. I would like us to have a group of really smart people who are actual technologists, not the people who make this stuff, but critics, people like Tim Wu, 
um, would it's like that's a kind of guy I'd like to see in a position where he can speak like to the legislation on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like there are smart people who actually write and talk about this that should be part but of that process. did they have a reality show? Good point. <clears throat> Um, all right. Point. In all other right, news, uh, we got to talk about it and Watchmen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We just watched these trailers back to back. We're a big. We're in a big moment for fandom. We just had the biggest, probably the biggest. We've we're, we're, we're peak fans. We're in the mi- peak. Stand. We're in the midst of peak nerd. The biggest, un- most unprecedented moment for for nerd fandom of all time. Yeah, which is like the end of the Game of Thrones. The fever dream of my thirteen year old b- self. Yeah, see, I don't know if I ever dreamed this, but it's it's become a reality nonetheless. The end of Game of Thrones, which is a a book that was a literally like a fantasy book that has no business being as popular as it is as a as a show, mm-hmm. uh, that's become like a worldwide sensation. Uh, I think I think all of this is partially due to our desire to escape our actual reality as much as humanly possible. Yeah, it also doesn't condescend to you. Yeah, no, it's, it's filled adult, with smut and drama. Yeah, and it's conflict. an adult adult fantasy. Yeah. Not like an adult fantasy, but an adult <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the culmination of eleven years of of Marvel films in Avengers Endgame, which is like definitely like looking back on it. By the way, I watched the original Iron Man the other day. Oh, we yeah. talk about it a little bit, but um, a um, wild ride. Looking back on it, you know, it's sort of incredible. I mean, it's just an unprecedented thing that they've made all of these movies that most of them... This wasn't a sure thing. That most of them worked really well. Well, I think that, like, watching Iron Man is really eye-opening because, like, it's... I think they were, like, it's kind of a genre film. Robert Downey Jr. was not a massive, like, box office, like, slam dunk at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's directed by John... So it's directed by John Favreau, who I don't think, like, I don't know how this happened that, you know... He, he, like, directed, like, made a movie. I don't remember. He directed Elf, (laughs) which is... A good movie. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been like, Zathura, well, the next thing we need to give him is a superhero. Zathura, a space adventure. I have no recollection of this. I remember that. This looks bad. Zathura. It's like a kid's yeah. movie about space. And then Iron Man. So, so I mean, it's incredible that they, like, they made these movies into, like, oh, this massive franchise. So the first one's interesting. Just, I know I'm a little bit off of our talking about um, Watchmen and It and all the other shit. But, like, so, first off, uh... Robert Downey Jr. kind of out of shape in the movie. Yeah, he's kind of a little bit of a gut. Like a he's not, of which maybe is like part of the point. I like it. Um, they clearly were like, this is he's kind of Batman, like yeah. in that he's super smart. He doesn't have any superpowers. He's Batman meets like Spider Man. He has a lot of gadgets. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a showboat. And they and the origin story is like, but the origin story is first off, it's so steeped in like early two thousands, like. We hate Muslims. The it's Iraq like really, War. It's is really tough. racist, but it's also like it's it feigns like wokeness about the racism, where it's like it's also I, like corporate capitalist war is bad unless, unless you got a good guy at the yeah, helm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like we're we're we make weapons, and that has to stop unless I'm unless the we can weapon. get Mark Zuckerberg to yeah, do unless it. Unless it's me personally as the weapon, and then I think it's good. Corporations are bad. Silicon Valley. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a weird thing. Um, it's just an odd movie to watch. Like, yeah. the flow of the movie is very strange. It's like there's a whole front end of the movie where it's like, first off, I'm sorry, the whole plot where he builds the Iron Man suit while, like, they are watching him on video. They literally see him, like, testing out a leg and go in and, like, interrogate Test him. Videos. And they're, and they're like, interrogating him and his the guy who, by the way, the original 
guy who helps him build the suit is is an Asian character, I guess, like because for the time era when these were made. So there's a whole story where that takes place in like somewhere in Asia, but now it's like somewhere in the Middle East or whatever. At any rate, they're like they come in and they're like, "What are you really doing here?" They're like, "We'll have your missiles tomorrow." It's like the guy wants him to build a missile, and it's like they're clearly not building a he's missile. Building a glove. If he's <laughs> testing out like this leg thing, you could just look around and see if the parts seem like missile parts. <laughs> yeah. Like where are they going to hide them? You're imprisoned by you. You have an army of men with guns. Like, it's, and you also are surveilling them on video. So it's really hard to believe that somehow they whip up the Iron Man suit under the watch of these horrible terrorists who could kill them whenever they want. You have to think in the script process, they, he built like an arm cannon with a missile on it and that was like the beginning of the Iron Man there. We don't have time to do that. Let's just make him make a suit at the beginning, like a full suit. It'll just be kind of ugly. And then we'll do another montage where he makes a better looking suit well, and then we can knock it out. That's like, so the, obviously- <laughs> But so, the logic doesn't work. Well, I mean, it just it's like completely unbelievable he'd be able to make the suit. But okay, let's just, let's just also say it's completely unbelievable that Batman would be able to do Batman stuff. Okay, sure, fine. sure. He gets out. He's like he like has a fight. He gets injured. He comes back. I still don't really understand the thing that with his chest makes no sense. Like it's like uh, it's like drawing drawing shrapnel towards his, but also powering heart. him. <laughs> yeah. so also, like how does it not kill him from an infection? I will say, you know I'm not gonna like none of us it. at the time or currently appreciate Gwyneth Paltrow grounding oh. that film. Oh, there's a whole scene. Okay, there's also a whole scene where she reaches into an orifice in his chest, a hole in his yeah. chest, where she's like fisting, essentially fisting a hole in his chest and pulling out like parts that are covered in like what appears lube. to be lube. And it's like really either they did not know what it looked like or they knew what it looked like. Either like, way, hell yeah, let's either, get Gwyneth Paltrow to fist Robert Downey Either way, it's, it's a really weird scene when you watch it. It's just like, this is unusual to yeah. watch. Um, Pepper Potts. Also, like, they have a scene like, where Pepper Potts is like dolled up at an event, and it's like, how is it in 2008, whatever was dolling somebody up made them look worse? And it's also the thing of, like, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow was never going to look bad in a scene she in this movie. She looks good. It's just, like, Pepper Potts. She looks, like, really cute all the time. And then, like, they put her in the scene where she's, like, wearing, like, an evening gown, has her hair, like, curled. And I'm, like, it just looks, like, what There's is There's also this? that whole thing with the Vanity Fair journalist where, like, you're a dumb slut bimbo because you slept with someone. Is that in the someone. first one or the second? Is in the first one? It's in the first one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, like, drinking while watching it. So, you know, I didn't catch every little little thing. Very, then, there's an odd anachronism. There's, like, but there's, like, an hour of whatever. And then it's, like. And then Robert Downey Jr. is like a pass. He's like, we're not going to make weapons anymore. Then he's like, let me make the suit. And then immediately the suit making thing is weird. There's like a weird like kind of YouTube video quality to some of it where <laughs> found like, footage. It's like him testing it and like screwing up. And it's just yeah. like, it's like this it goes is on, the office. It goes on for a long time. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, wow, this is like a long period of the movie where he's like having. Well, it was back when we loved like, origin stories. Yeah, Hilarious, weird mistakes with his jet, his like jet boots or whatever. Anyhow, so, oh, he ruined another good car. Okay, getting back. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no, my precious cars. Okay, anyhow, but getting back to the whole thing. So it's incredible that from that, this entire franchise grew and that they managed to, like, make, like, most of the movies pretty entertaining and most of them yeah. successful. Like, I've recently watched- As comic book movies, they're all within, like, B plus and above. Yeah, I've And as movie watched, movies, they're all B minus and above, well, so- Like, I watched Civil C+ War. Movies. Civil War is, like, got, like, a fairly good plot. Like, the Winter Soldier isn't- they're not exactly good in a way. I still think there's like some ridiculous stuff going on in them, but it's also like I, I you know, I was talking to Laura. We were watching Civil War, and like Captain America shows up at uh, at Bucky's apartment in like Amsterdam or wherever they are, and and he's wearing like the Captain America suit. It's blue. It's red, white, and blue. It's got a big star on its chest. And I just feel like at some point, if you were Captain America, you'd be like, listen, I get the propaganda stuff we were doing in the '40s. 
it's like, why don't we just give me a suit that's a little like less absurd? If you're gonna Maybe lean into that doesn't the camp have a, and the ridiculousness, okay. lean into it no. or lean out one way or saying, the other. I'm just saying, like in reality. Yeah, but they, I'm saying if like they're they going to really, do like multi-dimensional time travel, yeah. Legions of Heroes, sure. let's lean into that. Yeah, I guess so. Or if they, we're going to make a spy movie, let's not dress up in like Halloween costumes. I understand the idea for having armor. I get that. We also have just to like, sell it's just like your armor is like red, white, and blue and has figures. a star in the middle of it. So that's unusual. Also, Iron Man's like, his his suit is like, oh, this thing, the thing in my chest that powers the suit, I would cover it up. I would not make it a thing that's a glowing target. <laughs> Weak point? Yeah. Right here, baby. It's like, it's like I'm going to cover this in glass, I guess. That'll be fine. And make sure everybody can see it. Does it need to be seen? Like, does it have to get, like, exposed to the air or something? Yeah. I'm just like, I would not make that a target. I would cover it up with yeah. the stuff that you the put on your face. The movies are better when you think less. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow. So they Anyhow, make, so we're, in a crit- we're, in, we're in a critical moment in fandom. But there's been nothing really new since Game of Thrones and the Marvel stuff that has has taken off quite in the way that those pieces of content have. I mean, in popular culture. And I do feel like we are, I mean, watching Endgame, you do get this feeling of like, okay, how long can you like keep, can you milk this, right? How long can I like, I mean, they really, they killed everybody in the last two Avengers movies. Like they really, I, mean, I don't it's mean, super inflation. I don't mean the main characters, but I mean, the they, stakes just constantly they went to a raised. place where they're like, Loki's destroying New York to like Thanos killed half of all life in the entire universe. And then at the end of the last one, spoiler alert, by the way, he's like, I think I'm actually going to kill everybody. And it's like, okay, so now we know there's the, a device that has the power to kill everybody, which is definitely gettable again. Yeah. You just need a pin particle. Which definitely can be made apparently. Cause all you have to do is go back in time and get the pin particle. Or oh, just no, like Pym's still alive. So now he stopped by Ant Man's house. Where do you go? Where do you get? How do you get? Why can only one person make Pym particles? It's like he has like a little like bit of paprika that only he has access to. <laughs> He's got the little easy bake oven for yeah, Pym particles. At, at any rate, so so now but, it's like the stakes are so high. But we're at a point where like we were with comic book movies with like Spider Man and all the Batman movies in the '90s, and then the reaction to that was the Dark Knight. And so we've got all these yeah, Marvel the movies. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight did the exact same thing, which is like the final Dark Knight movie is yes. like Bane is destroying all of Gotham and killing everybody. But I mean, like tonally, it shifted. I think right yeah. now we were in a tonally, we were in like a fun adventure superhero place, and Watchmen, I think, might be the reaction to that. Yeah, but the problem is nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like nerd out on Watchmen the way they've nerded out on Marvel or Game of Thrones because they just don't have like. I mean, the Watchmen. It's not as vast a universe. Well, it's just also like the Watchmen characters. I mean, it's it to me, and this makes sense that Damon Lindelof is doing it. It looks the the new Watchmen, and there's this trailer out if you haven't seen it. The new Watchmen series, which apparently takes place way, way past. It takes place in modern time, like our current time, as if the events of 1985 from the book happened, and then this is the aftermath of that, like 20 years later. It's very leftovers in vibe, in my opinion. I would say watching the trailer, there's a extremely lost slash leftover. Um, vibes Vibe, happening, yeah. not surprising given who it's coming from. I think it's an interesting setup. I certainly am excited about watching it, and I hope that like I mean, it seems like Damon Lindoff, who wrote this huge, he wrote this huge letter about his, he like had this, you know, he's a lover of Watchmen, he's a hardcore like comic fan. He had apparently reached out to Alan Moore and had some kind of like conversation that he doesn't reveal the results of, but. Um, says that like you know he he cares as much about Watchmen as any hardcore fan does, and he wants to see something like new done. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me a little bit of hope that he actually does have some taste. I mean, I personally I don't need any more Watchmen content, but maybe he'll do something interesting with it. But I just think I think like Westworld, they're they're good. They're it's entertaining. It's interesting. I mean, Westworld I think season two 
lost a lot of people, I would say. Um, I'd rather have six genre shows with sizable fandoms divided rather than two franchises that dominate everything and yeah, but everyone's that, but, obsessed but with. But that domination has driven the has rise driven the smaller of so ones. many yes. of those. Like, there is no Westworld without Game of Thrones, yes. without the Marvel stuff. And so, and so I think... You know, now it's like we're coming to. An I just wish we point. didn't need like those smash successes to get anything else greenlit. Well, just but also like I, t- I do feel to me it feels like the it feels like the end of the rave where it's like all right the drugs have worn off that you've done all the all the build ups and breakdowns you can possibly handle and it's like the sun's coming up and now it's like time to go home, you know. And does, what does that mean for like fandom in general? What does that mean for like genre in general? Because I think there's like an interesting question now to ask, which is like, do we can there be another? There's you're never gonna, been you're gonna hate that. But hold on, there's never been anything like Game of Thrones on television, really. No. There's never been anything like the closest thing would be like, I don't know, like The Sopranos. Dynasty meets Yeah, but not but no, but yeah, what's a massively popular uh ep- a serial Serial prestige, over, over prestige, soap opera, uh, but fantasy, like fandom, high fantasy, yeah. Like, but with the, the closest engine, thing is like Lord of the Rings, which were movies. Yeah, maybe, but also with the engine of fandom that exists now on the internet, the same thing is true for yeah. the Marvel movies. It's like the engine has driven so much of this. The engine of fandom, the engine of Reddit theories, and of like speculation. Yeah, to have gotten from Buffy to Game of Thrones in this yeah. span I mean, of a couple Dead, decades is walk, wild. The Walking Dead's obviously a huge part of it. Yeah, the so rise, Mad Men. the rise of adult. Yeah, the rise of well, like the, not. Not condescending to your audience trying to do some no, television. Any kind of like serialized like adult drama that takes its like its audience and their fandom seriously. I think obviously Lost is a part of it. There's a lineage of this stuff. Walking mm-hmm. Dead is a huge Desperate part. Housewives is a big part of it. I don't that. maybe I don't I can't comment on that, but I'm gonna take your word for it. It's I, like a it's like a high visual concept soap opera. I mean now you're gonna like it's gonna be like you're gonna be like Grey's Anatomy is a part no, of no, it. No, no, no. I think the difference with Desperate Housewives is that a lot of men watched it with their wives and it was like high soap oh. opera and it was pretty. And I think like that was a flavor that we were like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I well, think... but we can take this seriously because before that it was like, like I said, Dynasty, which was camp and people yeah. laughed at. Well, like real relationships with adult characters, yeah. I think, or at least like relationships that tackle real things. Maybe yeah. they're not like very realistic. But um, so anyhow, so it's an interesting moment. So now there's like obviously there's a new wave. There's Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. which there's a new trailer and like a clip of him talking to Mysterio, which raises some interesting questions. I, I like mean, the I trailer. Will, I will say, it looks good. We're just getting to Silver Age. Well, it's basically like, It's okay, good, it's just not... I mean, I'm like looking at it going... We're chasing the dragon at this point. Yeah, I'm like, what will this tell me about Endgame that I haven't already learned? Or what will this tell me yeah. about the future of the Marvel Universe? I mean, I think a lot of what the hype around Spider-Man now is, is that, oh, there's a bunch of stuff about how, like... The multiverse. Mysterio timeline. is from a version of our Earth... That's not the Earth that Peter Parker's on, and that means like, oh my God, what if Iron Man's still alive? Which, by the way, spoiler alert, he definitely is oh, alive. Yeah, in some other, he'll be coming back for some crossover movie. Two movies for some crossover, two movies, two parter. He'll come in, do some stuff, then leave again, and we'll all be like, Robert Downey. I'm sorry. Downey! I'm sorry. It's very simple. Okay, it's like. It's like there's going to be Spider-Man movie. They're going to do another Black Panther movie. I don't know the full schedule, but I'm just going to riff on this because I think it's something like this. Do you uh, think we're going to? Do you think we're building to Secret Wars? Oh, like, well, first off, okay, first off, Battle Earth. I mean, yeah, but Battle like, World. I mean, if we're building a Secret Wars, I'm like, they're going to bring in the X-Men characters. Hell yeah. But like, you need a, who's the leader? I'm not saying Captain Marvel isn't the leader, but I don't. I think it's Captain Marvel. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think that's what they're going to do. They may try, but we live in America. <laughs> okay? Okay? 
I don't think Captain Marvel's going to fly for the bros who love, it for the bros have, who literally were like trying to like nag Captain Marvel before the movie was even released. In the comics for a while, it was Black Widow, but Scarlett Johansson can't sustain that kind well, of- Well, Black Widow's pressure. out of the picture. But also the actress couldn't be a leader. She doesn't I, come off as a leader. I'm sorry. Scarlett Johansson's kind of a bad actor. I have to tell you. Yeah. I think she's like- She's she, hot as there's hell. Like, there's like some I'm lines, attracted to her. There's some lines- she's not an actress. There's some lines in Endgame where I'm like, is this really the best she could do in this? Like, sure. This? But I mean, it's the same thing with uh, I don't know, it's like, Jeremy you know, Renner. It's like a uh, spoiler. Alert. I mean, Renner at least is like, he's just like Rennering. Like he at least has can play the role of Jeremy Renner pretty well, it seems. Jeremy Renner's greatest role is a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Armisen. <laughs> at any rate, at any rate. Uh, at so, any rate. So, yeah. So watch, there's a Watchmen trailer. It looks fine. Whatever. I, I have nothing to say about it. I will watch it. I will watch it. Who watches the Watchmen? Me. Are you excited it. for it? So then there's Part a new two. It trailer. There's a new It trailer that came out today. I Here's my controversial review of it. Bryce Dallas, Jessica Chain. Howard, Tane. Here's my here's Chaz, my here's my controversial review of it. Uh, I didn't think the first it was that great. It I, was Stranger Things for basics, kind of. Like, I, look, I it was had, good. I had just read the book. Yeah, well, that's that's gonna fuck which you. Which is a fuck you every time. Coke fueled hell world. No, it is the book is ridiculous. But there's stuff in the book that's really really good. There's stuff in the book that the movie only hints at that is the stuff that they really should. It first the off, sex it, stuff. It should be. Not just sex stuff, but the it, no, not definitely not that. But it should be more than two movies. That's my opinion. They need a lot more time. It really should have been a Game of Thrones level yeah. series that went over like five or six seasons because it would have been fucking amazing. And they could have like done like two seasons with like the kids and two seasons with the adults. And that would have been like the perfect like prestige television. Like Big Little Lies. Like it's limited, but yeah. not super limited. Yeah. But uh, so the first movie cut out a ton of stuff that I thought was really important. And also it like got to a conclusion that it had to get to that actually happens at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the book goes back and forth to yeah, some extent. Yeah, we cut and we chop. And it's like so what happens is like you see like everything that happens in the book, even though like it needs to be in a certain sequence in the book to make sense. It's like all happens. A bunch of stuff happens early on. So you're kind of like, uh, OK, I guess that's sort of alluding to the thing that's interesting here. And so I assume they'll get to more of that like. If you, I guess maybe if you haven't read it, it's really great. And yeah, it's a great read, book. I mean, if you've read, do a line. No, I mean, no, no. It is an amazing book. If you haven't read the book, the movie's probably much better because, like, you oh, don't, if you, you don't, haven't if read you the have book, not the read the movie it, is you don't better. have all okay. these things. I in thought your you were brain. saying that the movie's better. I was like, no, no. I'm saying the movie's better if you haven't read yeah, the book. Yes, I think I if agree. you've read the book, there's a lot. And I don't mean to be one of those guys. I don't. Need, I'm not like a. It doesn't need to be like perfectly. You know, it's like doesn't need to be perfectly matched to what is in the book, but that would actually be terrible. But I think there are things that the book explores mm-hmm. that are so they play so well into our modern like ideas of like the scope of fantasy worlds and like the 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 or the origin stories, which clearly the new movie based on the trailer is gonna like explore a bit. But the origin story of Pennywise is so much when it happens in the book, and I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But I'll just say this, and I, I was, I listened to the book, an audio book, which well, took that will fuck you hours, up. hours and hours. I mean, it took it was like forty or fifty hours. Or Imagine something. how many cassettes that was. I know, right? But, but when it reveals something about like the origins of Pennywise, it is so devastating and bizarre and epic and, and weird such and a crazy it is like so such a total like galaxy brain like actual galaxy brain level like where did this come from how did he think of this and it is like so cocaine f- 
Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, it's maybe post cocaine for him. I'm not really sure, but it, it's so fucking good. And I was like, holy shit, this book took on a completely different character. Like, you think it's a horror novel, and the movie is like a horror movie. It is a straight up horror movie. It is not a horror novel. It is a, at the risk of giving it away. Don't, don't. Can I just say the genre? No, don't. It's not horror. It's not Let horror. Let me just say, it's not a horror The, the movie's going to come out, and we will do it then. Maybe. the It's horrific. It's terrifying. But that book is not a horror novel. It is something else. And if yeah. you if you have not read the book, and you are interested in what I'm telling you, I implore you, read the fucking book. It is worth it. There's only three books that made better movies than they were books. And this is just my opinion. Oh, boy. Controversial. The Shining. Oh, well, it's, uh, I haven't read the book. The movie's very good. I, Stephen King hated it, from what I understand. Well, he was wrong. Yeah. Well, um, Jurassic Park. Just because seeing dinosaurs has will always be more impactful than reading dinosaurs. And The Devil Wears Prada, because that was like a thought catalog essay that made a great movie. I haven't read the book, but The Devil Wears Prada is, as we know, an American classic. It should be an an incredible film. Number one on the AFI list. An incredible film. Most memorable. Suddenly I See by KT Tunstall. Suddenly iconic. (laughs) So good. Um, All right, let's talk about something else. Did we we cover all the fandom stuff we need to cover? Yeah. I think we did. We we covered a lot of it. Um, You want to take it down a few notches? I guess. You're talking about the constitutional crisis? <laughs> Listen. What is there to say? We can talk about the constitutional crisis, but I don't know what to say other than, like, the vote, house is on vote. fire and we're in it. Please we need help. We need Please help. I need we're an adult. We're literally at the point now where they're like, well, this is going to, we got to escalate this to the Supreme Court. And it's like, okay, guys, like, if that's the case. We're fucked. I mean, we're, it's just like, really, they're really, look. Evan Rogers and I are now in a long DM conversation about how to do doomsday prep on a budget because that's where we're at. And I we're seriously I, like, I think, I think will re- we just die? Should I just die? I think the reality is we're actually- I think Should we the, hoard medication? Look, I think you and Evan are, not not to knock it too much, but I think you guys are probably like fairly on the outside danger range. I don't who's know. Re- who's really going to be- Climate crisis. Yeah, climate, but like climate's- it's gonna be. It's a slow motion disaster. I mean, it's moving quickly, but it's 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 not in your lifetime. Will you see the true effects of climate change? I don't change. know if that's true. You're seeing some of it, but it's not gonna be like our children's lifetime. Evan and I are also we're also in oppressed groups that will be fucked over. Yes, but you're both white men. Sure. And you know, you just be like, I'm straight. Yeah, I could I could go back in the closet, but it's a my closet was forever made of like glass. <laughs> so <laughs> the glass closet is that a book or something? Because it should phrase, be. Yeah. Um. Oh, I see. The glass closet. A lot of ways to take that. No, I'm just saying that, like, the Phantom Toll booth. I'm saying that. Uh, first off, we know who he's who he's directly oppressing as actively as possible right now. And yeah. it's definitely people. It's not people with white skin. Women of color. Women of color at the top of the list, but also Religions. women. I mean, whatever's going on with women right now, the abortion stuff that's happening in this country is fucking insane. Like, I can't even talk about it. I would just start crying. No, it's like truly like so. So you know, there are the, the, there are people of color, women. Uh, obviously, L- the LGBTQ community, specifically trans people, specifically as, as trans people, which we know have been like singled out, like on the military stuff or whatever. I I don't think there's a little been a lot of overt like I think it's they haven't yet approached like overtly saying like homosexuality is a sin like as a constitutional new decree or whatever. We've just been winking, but we're at it. but we're like that we're pretty fucking close, you know. Um, I I just think it's like 
I know everybody's fighting about, and we don't have to get into this. I know everybody's fighting about how bad Joe Biden is or whatever, but I'm sorry. Like, we need to get this president out of office. We need to get, I don't care who it is. I really don't. I don't care. It can you be just made an argument Kamala. that we need to get the best ideas, not just any ideas, because we need something. I want all, we I want need all the, the best ideas. candidate. Care, whoever the candidate is who can win, that's all I care about. I'm, you know what I am? What? There's a bell curve. Let's just pick from the top of the bell curve. Joe Biden's at the back. Let's just, there's so many fucking candidates. No, Let's I hope find that, one I hope fine that we, one. I hope that we see, I hope we see. And Joe Biden's not fine. I hope we see an Obama level surge from a person who we think is like in the background or but we got to do sides. it. I think we got to do it. Well, it's going to happen. Let's set the tone. You have to know that you and I do not represent the to- totality of the democratic base in America. Listen, the tomorrow listenership is a powerful body. No, my point is this. I'm just saying that like a lot of people like like Laura's dad who registered to vote for the first time like in 30 years or something recently because he's so upset about Trump. By the way, I think wow. this I think this is a person who is an amazing I example. thought you were going to say to vote for Trump and I was going to no, say no, no, no. can you slam another this tumbler a, into I actually my I actually you want to I'm going to give you like a little bit of a, a window into a tiny spot of hope that I have in life, okay? okay. Laura's dad, Larry, is a hardcore Larry and Yeah, Larry. Laura. Lawrence, actually. Oh. <laughs> um hardcore not giving a shit about what's going on in politics, hates them all. One of these people who's like an old person who's like, they're all a bunch they're of crooks. All they're all crooks. Who cares? You know, didn't like Hillary, mm-hmm. didn't like Trump, mm-hmm. didn't like anybody. He's like, I'm not voting for anybody. Who cares? What does it matter? It's the fix is in, whatever, all that shit. You know, I mean, he's not a conspiracy. He didn't care. He basically wasn't like, why? He wasn't watching. He watches golf, he watches uh, Alabama college football, big fan of Crimson Tide. Um, which is uh, sounds like he's thriving. Yeah, no, he's he's been living his best life. He golfs. He's retired. He golfs. He chills. He doesn't care. He's not. And by the How way, how do I dump lives, you and become friends with Lawrence? He, he, <laughs> very easy. I'll introduce you next time he's in town. He he lives in Western Pennsylvania, a place that is like a fair. There are areas of Western Pennsylvania that are very red. I believe where he lives, which is in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, it's actually quite red. Because like mm. in the middle of Pennsylvania, it's like Pennsylvania, as we call it. It's a very yeah. red state. In well, it is now a fucking red state. Which spectacular is a, accent. Yeah, great, beautiful uh, Western Pennsylvania accent. Um, but but he has become, like, fully radicalized over the past year or two. Hell like, yeah. Like, he's, like, when we're there, he's watching CNN. He's, like, talking about how bad Trump sucks for America. He has registered to vote. Larry's he's, like, an icon he of is, the like, resistance. He is, like, talking about, like, he's, like, you know, talking about the candidates. He's talking about AOC. Like, he's so impressed by AOC and shit. Like, dude, this is a yes. guy, the entire time yes. I've known him, the, the the 15 years I've known him. So his pick, he, I never heard him. his pick will be our pick. What I'm saying is, like, I, I, that's a guy who needs. He's like, who's who's it going to be? Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like excitement about any of these candidates, you know? And like, Ooh, but that doesn't not, feel good. Well, he's not going to vote for. He's not going to vote for Trump. I know that. He so then, like, let's get he excited. Seems like about he somebody. wants to vote. He seems like he wants to vote. But we have to get people excited, not just about us in New York, and not about not Trump, and not just about not Trump. Like, it just they do need people do need to feel like. They can, somebody is like going to help us out of and this. I because don't his whole love thing is him, like, but Pete is the only person that inspires. Like, well, that I mean, hope but here's an interesting thing, like, and I will, don't love him. But it's a good I'm question. A, like, but will will uh, will Laura's dad, who by the way I've had conversations about this, and he doesn't care what how you know what people if they're gay, straight, whatever. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Will that will things like that be an issue? I mean, they were talking about people who are in their sixties, seventies. You know, even I can't all, wait till so, we have a Bill Clinton style scandal about a president giving a blowjob. That that will be a new one. I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see how people react to that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. like like I do think a lot of his dislike of of Hillary was driven not by actual facts about Hillary, 
but by the media's portrayal of her as, you know, and by the way, Hillary's a flawed candidate, but like, I do think his like notable disdain for her, I think was driven by a lot of the media sort of picture that was painted. And so a lot of it has to do with what is the overall picture being painted, you know, and like, and I do, and so it'll be interesting to see what I will say is like the hope here and what I, where I have the glimmer of, of, of of light in an otherwise very dark room is that here's a guy who's never wanted to participate, never talked about it, never registered to vote since I've known him. And suddenly he is like very fired up about how we get Trump out of office. And this is a guy who's an old dude who lives in Western Pennsylvania. So if there are more people like him, it gives me the hope that we possibly are like the thing that we think needs to happen is actually happening, which is like Trump has made people come out of the woodwork and go like, I need to do something. You know, mm-hmm. and that's like a big deal because I don't think we've had that in a really long time. Yeah. But then it's like, who's he going to vote for? Like, I don't know who he's fighting. He's not really fired up about anybody. So now he's get fired up, <laughs> fired up, ready to go. I think whatever. We, I think we got to What was what was his thing? What was Obama's thing? It was like fired up, ready to roll or something. ready Wait, to roll, fired up, ready to go, ready to go. I think it's whatever. Seems like a distant memory. But, you know, I I cried the night. That stronger together. Listen, <laughs> not we are good. stronger. Not a good. Not a good thing. This is my fight song. What is the, uh, what is, uh, I like Elizabeth Warren's, Elizabeth Warren's thing is like, I have a plan for that now. Yeah, I have a plan for that. It's good. I like it. I like it. I like a person with plans, but like. A lot more authentic than stronger together. What's Biden's thing? I, I, listen, I didn't, listen, I didn't grab her tits. Okay. I was giving her a hug. (laughs) That's his campaign line. I don't think he grabbed anybody's tits. Listen, I wasn't a plagiarist. I was just copy and pasting speeches. I I don't, I don't think Joe Biden's like a sexual harasser. I think he's just. Love it. (laughs) I'm not defending him. I just don't think he's done actual like sex, like assault. Okay. Has he? I think he's done some like dumb old guy. I think it's two handsy kind of shit. Telling of someone's character. If they treat somebody's body as their own prop to use and touch without listening to what them they're saying, the or, real, the and real not problem, having the ability to apologize and learn, the real problem is his apology. Is that when people are like, "You've yeah. been too handsy, you've been too touchy feely," you should have been like, "You know what? You're right. Yep, I've made mistakes. That's not the right way to interact with with women of any this, age. This is of the any exact relationship thing we need to challenge, and, and I'll do it within and, myself. And I've learned, and I'm going to do better, and I'm going to make sure that all men in this country do better, or whatever. And, and then, I'm a perfect and, person his, to teach them because I made the mistake yeah, myself. Yeah, but his thing was like, um, his thing was like, uh, uh. Listen, if it made him uncomfortable, I'm sorry. Millennials, I don't feel bad he's for like, you, you I've fucking been, complainers. Like, no, he didn't say that. Yes, he but did. he's like, maybe I've been, you know, too handsy, but that's just the way it was in my generation or something like that. It's like, whatever. Okay, here we go. Here's the slogans. You ready? Michael Bennett, who just joined the race from Colorado. Building sure. building opportunity together. Nope. Mm. Joe Biden, our best days still lie ahead. Eh. It's weirdly apocalyptic, but I like yeah. it. Cory Booker, we rise. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Steve Bullock, never heard of him. Big Sky Values. No, thanks. No. I'm, I'm, I don't know what Big Sky big Values are. Big Sky I don't like, Values. I don't like the word values in any of these. I big think Sky that, Values sounds like a, a sale that's happening at a store called Big Sky. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, a fresh start for America. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Julian Castro. Julian Castro? I'm not sure if. It's yeah, Julian. It's, it's Julian, yeah. Uh, One Nation, One Destiny. It's a little, that's a little Nazi-ish. Yeah, a I don't love Nazi-ish. that. Uh, John Delaney, focus on the future. Okay, that's good. Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> lead with love. Yeah, um, sure thing, Tulsi. Gillibrand, brave wins. Ugh, brave wins? It's weird. Mike Gravel, 
whoever that is. Oh, no, he's that one that the teenagers were doing on Twitter. No more wars. This is <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris for the people. Sure, kinda, it's kind of stronger together ish. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, John Higginlooper come together. I like that. I like it too. Let's do it. Very sexy. Jay Inslee, our moment. Sure, why not? Amy Klobuchar, this is the worst. No. This is the worst. I don't even want to hear it out loud. Amy for America. What? New Selena now. Wow. Wayne Messam, Wayne for America. (laughs) Whoever the fuck Wayne is. Seth Moulton. Seth Moulton for America. Okay. Beto, we're all in this together. Like High School Musical? Beto and Biden are similar. We're all in this together. Beto and Biden are similar. Biden is th- our best day still I had, and his is we're all in this together. They're these weirdly like, well, <laughs> might as well. Um, we're all in this burning house. Tim Ryan, Tim Ryan never heard of him. Our future is now. Okay. Incorrect, but fine. No, actually, <laughs> welcome to our podcast tomorrow. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> is this real? Not me, us. Not me. Us. He's like literally responding to. It's like I can't be right. Bernie. Philosophy of capitalism versus socialism, democratic socialism. Is that what? No, he's I think it's like it's not about one person. It's about us. It's not together. about selfishness. It's about rising tide. Raising Join the political votes. revolution. I'm looking at his. Um, I don't see this. Yeah, not me. Us. It is actually. It okay. is his thing. Okay, why not? Um, I I like the idea. Hold on, There's, we're still going. Listen, I fucking hate the man, but this is no make America great again. Which Eric is Swal- to the point and for dum dum. Eric Swalwell never heard of him. Go big, be bold, do good. Swole. Well. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren has three. Three? I don't know what this She's is She's got about. three slogans, 87 plans. Hold on. We will rebuild the middle class. nationalities. We will rebuild the middle class. We persist and win with Warren. None of those should be it. They're it should be I have a plan. Going to her definitely should be I have a plan. Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to see if her website dictates. Just delete dictate, the other ones. Dictate. Pretend you never had them. Elizabeth Warren. Let me tell you. The worst her. was Pete Fleet. What's Pete Fleet? Is that like a Wang gang, a Yang gang? Yes, but it's a little ill-fated because a fleet is I mean, I something mean, used for gay sex. It's a gay sex product. It's called fleet. So oh, why really? would you call it the Pete Fleet? What will Elizabeth Warren do? We will end corruption in Washington, rebuild the middle class, strengthen our democracy. We're not seeing a slogan here. Equal justice under law. This all sounds good. A foreign policy for all. See all issues. It's so. Is her slogan "What will Elizabeth Warren do"? <laughs> it's like WWEWD. Okay. Uh, she needs I had a- Pete's uh, one of his packs reach out to me when I pointed out that Pete Fleet was bad. So maybe we should get on Twitter and point out that some of these suck and get them to be better. Marion Williamson joined the evolution. Terrible. I don't know what who she is or what she stands. Join for. the evolution. That okay. sounds like a slogan for Detective Pikachu. Andrew Yang, humanity first. <laughs> that sounds like a slogan for Westworld. Yeah. Um, Yang gang. I like Bill Weld's America has a choice. He's running Republican running against Trump. Again, that sounds like America has a choice. Sounds like a brand that is sold at Costco. America's choice. I'm going to have to tell Sam's you. Club. I think the best. Maybe it's Walmart. I live in the city. I, I, I actually think the best slogan is, is Buttigieg. Yeah. A fresh start for America. Yeah. That feels like what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I want a new beginning. I again, I don't agree with him on everything and I don't necessarily think he's going to be like the greatest person that's ever lived, but I do think he might actually from the outside swing in and win this fucking thing. Again, I don't it's like you don't have to be 
the best. Yeah. You have to be better than You've Donald Trump. You've settled for Biden. So at this point, why not Buttigieg? No, just like better, be better than Donald Trump. That's all I ask, okay? Can you all do right. that? Let's all talk right. about something else. All right, let's move on. I can't deal with this. I neither can I. It's horrible. It's Is there anything else to talk about? The Met Gala. You have Howard written in here. What does that mean? Howard Stern. Oh, Howard Stern, right. We got Howard Stern, the Met Gala. Oh, Met Gala. Oh, let's, Gala. Let's Gala? skip North what do you Korea. Say? You say Gala? North Korea is still yeah, firing cares? off. I don't care. They're, they're their baby guns. They're, I, I, Honestly, we're all going to die. They should shoot a, a nuclear yeah. missile at us and let's just end just it. Just kill me. It would be a, if a you're going to kill me, just fucking kill me. It would me. be very ironic to be destroyed by a nuclear weapon from the guy who Donald Trump was like, we love each other. Like, it would be kind of fitting in a way. He's um, giving him a hand job under the table as he hits the button. Met Gala. Met Gala. What do you say? Gala. Who says Gala? British people? Weirdos. Brit- the British. I guess. They say hard A on Gala everything. sounds like Pasta, something Lady Gaga would Sasha. say because she says all the consonants well, She's doing like word. a Madonna-ish kind of fake British. I went to the Met Gala. Met Gala. Gala. I don't know. I right. went to the Met Gala. The the theme was camp. Yeah. And people, some did, people did funny costumes. Camp is my favorite. Funny outfits. Some people didn't. Like camp the Olsen is my twins. favorite style. The Olsen twins didn't understand what camp was, so they just wore like black outfits. They're like, I saw someone maybe no one will team. notice that we don't get what camp is. They were in all black except for a little yellow, and someone wrote like a dialogue between them that was like, Anna called. She said the assignment is camp. Oh, should we wear all black with a splash of yellow? Yes. Sounds very dramatic. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, I'm going to look at some pictures here from the, uh, Here's the thing, though. I don't think everyone understood what camp was. No. Uh, and it's an impossible challenge because camp, by its very nature, is not intentional. So to spend a bunch of money. What was, I think. The, um, camp, the campiest thing was Celine Dion didn't know what it was, so she dressed as a showgirl. I think Jared Leto That's got camp. it. That's camp. I think Jared Leto got it right. Or uh, Katy Perry trying to get into a hamburger outfit while Jennifer Lopez watches yeah. her struggle to put it on. That's camp. Katy Perry. That's like the comeback. Katy Perry was wearing a, she was like a chandelier. That was at the beginning, and then inside she changed. It was dumb. Whatever it was, it was really stupid. But that's closer um, to camp because she doesn't understand that it's stupid, so please, that's camp. Please don't give Katy Perry credit for getting it right. Um, I'm viewing the slideshow right now. I'm going to tell you what I if, see. If, if the listener at home doesn't understand camp, it's like Divine the Drag Queen. It's like bad taste done intentionally and proudly and earnestly and, and authentically, the, okay. and you think you look amazing, so you do look amazing. Lady Gaga wore this gigantic like parachute dress and then took it off and was wearing like a... Um, a Chicago style like burlesque outfit. She wore four different outfits. Oh, she had four different outfits. She changed dress dresses several times, and then there was like a storyline to it. And then when she got to the top, she just kind of like did poses on the stairs, which that's camp. Harry Styles wore a blouse, a sheer blouse. Not that, camp. Not camp. Also, I'm so sick of everyone being like Harry Styles shatters gender norms. Is Meanwhile, he, like, Harry Styles is he the is he he's bi now? Um, vaguely bi. Okay. Uh, Alexis Ohanian and uh, Serena Williams. Not camp. Not camp. Uh, he's just wearing a tuxedo, so there's nothing campy about that. Jared Leto was wearing, like, robes of a, some kind of prince and carrying his own head. Someone else carrying Jared Leto's head? That's camp. Jared okay. Leto carrying his own head is avant-garde. Avant-garde. Billy, okay. Billy Porter showed up with a horde of Egyptian men... Yes. Yeah. Then unveiled that he was like a, a pharaoh outfit with yeah. wings. With, it's pretty good. That shatters gender, nor- gender norms. Very Harry camping. Styles putting on a blouse that Holy someone shit. in this office was wearing last wow. week. It's That's, not. I, this is a uh, Jordan Roth, who I don't know who that is. He's wearing a winged like robe that opens up. And I believe what you see in here is it's a theater. I don't know. It's a famous theater, I assume. But I don't know what theater it is. It's pretty good. He owns a bunch of Broadway theaters. Okay. Uh, Aquafina. This is not campy. Mm-mm. This is just a weird dress. 
Yeah, that's not camp. Yeah, I would not say that's camp. The closest thing to being camp without being camp, like the person who missed but got the closest was Natasha Leone, and she brought a purse full, a clear purse packed with cigarettes. <laughs> I think this Ryan Murphy outfit's pretty campy. He looks like um, the clam in yeah. um, Tweedledee that, and Tweedledum sequence. Is the point? Of Alice Wonderland. I don't know. I didn't like uh, it. That's not camp to me. It's a tough it's Some a people tough just dressed as Cher. Cher is camp, but dressing as Cher is not camp. Casey Musgraves nailed it. Oh, what did she dress as? Barbie, and I can't explain why, but it's perfect. She has a purse that is a hairdryer. Like, she carried a hairdryer as a purse, and she was in all plastic pink. It was Ky- really good. Kylie Jenner did not get it. No. Uh, Kim Kardashian didn't get it. Huh. Well, okay. I didn't think Frank Ocean got it, and then I realized he was dressed as a security guard for the Met Gala and was using his phone to take photo or a did a instant camera to take photos of the paparazzi. Wait, which let me see that's that. camp. That's pretty good. Hold on, Ocean. And Haley Met. Seinfeld wore a dress that said "No photos, please" and had a camera as a purse, which is camp. Um, yeah. So uh, Kanye West wore a. This is an interesting one. He wore a Dickies jacket. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't understand how that. Lazy. I don't understand how that's camp. Camp was when Kanye shit himself at the Met Gala. Remember that's, that? Yes. That's camp. No one wants to talk about that. He no shit one. his pants. They went to get like no. What happened is he did a bunch of colonics wearing, and they diuretics. Were, they talked about like doing. They he went to get like colonics before the Met Gala, and then on his jeans had a strange stain on the back. Yeah. That's no, it camp. Did really get a lot of. Coverage. And you know what? Maybe it's not interesting to talk about what is and what isn't camp because it's also like what. It is to you, yeah. but I do think it's sort of interesting to try to imagine what they thought was camp about it. Mm. Anyway, that was right. the Met Gala. Yeah, whatever. You really, you should look at the pictures. They're they're somewhat interesting. It was a fun night. I wouldn't know. I was. I there. forgot the world was ending for one night. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't really pay that much attention. That's but when I, I think, like Twitter. I think that's the divide between you and me. When it's just a pitch session in a writer's room. That you, can like, remember, good you, jokes, you can remember. You can remember the Met the Met uh, Gala outfits, and I. Uh, only I really only remember that Kanye West was wearing a Dickies jacket. And I, I was like, oh, well, that Dickies jacket will be sold out tomorrow. See, if it was an all sneakers show, you would remember all of them. I'm not a big sneakerhead. Speaking uh, you of, are. Speaking of sneakers, let's quickly. T- uh, you wouldn't have to talk about that. We can get to this Howard Stern interview. Yeah, let's talk about Howard Stern. There's a Howard Stern interview in uh, in uh, the New York Times, uh, as the New York Times is wont to do. It's interesting. Um, I have been on and off listening to Howard Stern. Uh, on the now, my I listened to Howard my whole life, like since reason, I was a child. For some reason, my Sirius Which is broken, is and I have lost my Howard channels, and I don't know how to get them back. And Fuck. Laura's like, "No, you definitely have them." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they're not there anymore." It's a night, kind of a nightmare, but it's also fine because I don't listen that intently. But I have enjoyed. He's somewhat enjoyable to listen to sometimes, particularly when he's doing his interviews. I think he's very he's, he's a great interview. very good at interviewing people. He definitely asks questions that other people don't ask. We've probably talked about this before. He does an interview in the New York Times, and they're kind of like they call him out for stuff that I kind of forgot about, but I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is super." I mean, fun. he. He's talked for nine hours a day every day as a provocateur since the early 80s or yeah, the late but he 80s. Wrote, he wrote in, in 1993 in his memoir, Private Parts, uh, that they didn't beat Rodney King enough. Yeah. Um, not good. And, not good. And, and in 1995, in his other, uh, in Miss America, he said, homosexuality seems to be a way for men in our society to avoid the responsibilities of being an adult male. And he, he asked him about this in the interview. And his response is like, I would have said anything to shock people. I was just trying to get a reaction, which I think is probably true but also this is stuff that like would be an instant cancellation today you were comparing this stuff to the milo stuff well i think that i think it's milo's milo yiannopoulos's argument argument about his behavior is like i'm into shock value and i'm just trying to shock people and like it literally is i think you could you you could draw a parallel between the two pretty easily although he has not a uh 
fingernail of talent by comparison to Howard Stern. Howard Stern's a ridiculously thoughtful, intelligent, and talented person who has done some really dumb shit. Yeah, Milo's a shit stain. Whereas from Milo the back is class. like all he is is like tra- saying shitty stuff about trans people, and that's like his entirety. And then like wearing beer- pearls. And yeah, that's like, like the, oh, that's like the I'm entirety. So, of, so maybe the argument, maybe I've made my own argument, which is like the entirety of his persona is just about that. And therefore, he and does, Howard has he, more to offer. Therefore, like, what else is left once you cancel that? I will also say, context and intention are bullshit excuses ninety nine percent of the time. And I do like Howard, so maybe this is bias on my part. Definitely. But I do think the understanding of where comedy was at the time and what he was trying to do with it, and now that we have grown and learned that satire is actually really harmful and it does more harm than it does good. By creating a feeling of like we're all in on the joke against this thing, some people actually perceive satire in earnest. Right. So it becomes more damaging. We know that now. I don't think we knew it at the time. And at the time, he thought he was saying things and whatever that was provocative and that he would universally be agreed isn't true. But it's a funny thing to say because there are people who think it's true, and there was a level of irony. I think now we know that that's not worth the time and effort you put into that art form because it ends up being more harmful than it is good. I also think. Howard has grown and changed himself, and yes, he should formally apologize for specific things if they're brought up, but he wouldn't do that stuff today because we've all sort of grown and changed, and I think we can hold him accountable, and we can ask him about specific instances and ask for specific, like, I'm sorry's or apologies for those things, (laughs) but I don't think it's like the difference of canceling is that in 2017 to say trans people are all garbage, disgusting, versus in the 90s to be like, you know what's funny about gay men is they never have to grow up. They get to just live with the boys. Like, that's a very different... Well, here's what he says in regards to apologies. Are you ever worried about the prospect of people digging up old offensive material you've done? It's not hard to imagine folks getting freshly upset. Here's Howard Stern's response. I'm the poster boy for doing everything offensive. I've done insane things, but everything I did, I make no apologies for. Yeah, that, because I, I was that's trying, more disqualifying. Because I was trying to entertain people. I wanted to be interesting and entertaining to that guy driving the car. But, you know, it's painful for me to look back on my career because a lot of that stuff I said, I don't know how much I believed. So you then, should apologize. That then, is so much more disqualifying right. than shitty said he's, in the 90s. Then the, uh, David Marchese, who's doing the interview, says, um, I went back and read both of your books, uh, Miss America and Private Parts. And he says, I hate both books. Um, he yeah, just, and a book is a permanent thing that sits on a shelf. Daily talk is a little more ephemeral, or it, that was the no, perception no, these at are the ri- time. These are written, right. The stuff in them about, for example, about Rodney King or homosexuality makes it a little hard to countenance the idea that you were just trying to be funny. And then Howard Stern says, that's my worst nightmare. I would take material from my life. I was listening to someone talk about how homosexuality is a choice, and I thought, this is wild. This is controversial. This is something I can say to shock. I don't know that I ever believed that kind of thing. On the air, I was just trying to grab a quarter hours of people's time to keep them listening. I mean, I grew up in a household where we were open about homosexuality. I am only a, I am only a proponent of gay rights, gay marriage. I am so live and let live about homosexuality. I try to peach, preach tolerance to my audience. But if you read my books or listen to my old raps, I sound insane. But it's like, why not just say, that was wrong, and I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I said it. Like I don't. I get think this. he's scared that once he opens the floodgates, it'll be the Howard Stern apology tour, and there will be a lot of gotchas from yeah. interviewees. I mean, I I get it, but like, it's one of those weird things where it's like there was a guy who worked for Eater who was like, um, used to be like a. Remember this thing? There's like a little controversy. He was like, oh yeah, he used to be like a neo-Nazi, yeah. and uh, you know, he wrote a thing. He's like, I I'm sorry, I apologize for it. And it's like, I do think like. We they, have they, to they allow fired him. people. They fired him. I mean, I do, and, and but I do think it's like it's a weird thing where I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, and maybe I'm lucky in the way that I was raised or something. But like, I never 
would have thought it was right to say this kind of stuff that he said. But even if, even some, if, if someone's like mentally ill or whatever, I get, no matter what the circumstance, if you've come around and you're trying to make amends, we have to allow you to make amends. Nobody has weird. to forgive you. It's always a weird thing when you're like, I used to be a neo-Nazi. we have to let you move on, I think. But I also think the differences with Howard is that, like, maybe I don't, maybe the difference for me is that I don't think that Howard thought what he was doing was important or I think he thought what he he was doing was silly and now he knows it's important and I wish he could just say that. And his fear of if I start apologizing, then I'll spend my life apologizing is like, well, you made a hundred million dollars out of saying horrible shit. So if you have to spend a few, a decade or so apologizing, maybe that's only fair. He literally literally makes $90 million a year. I guess the question I have is Literally? That's fucking insane. Or $80 million a year. That's fucking insane. Yeah. What would you Um, do with that money? I would enjoy myself and I would um, like, you know, hang out I, I mean think I, I don't make know. a similar he amount only works, this podcast he only works like three days a week also I mean he only like comes I think he only yeah. does the show three three days a week yeah. I want to say but at any rate um, it's like if you work on a sitcom you work for one afternoon I guess it's interesting like so he says Joe Rogan won't go on his show because like he's, Joe Rogan. He, says he would destroy no, no, no. Joe Rogan. But he likes Joe Rogan. He wants him to come on his show, which is very problematic. He likes but Howard, problematic. But Howard people does that, on that shit. Line. Howard does that shit. He talks about the Second Amendment and how he's like pro gun and he thinks people should have. Guns I would say and stuff. I like Real Housewives, who I would never allow any position of power and nobody should listen to. But, but I, I like he, them as dynamic playing, characters. I think he's playing to a, a portion of his audience that have Maybe. really retrograde ideas. Yeah, you're right. And he knows that like yeah, that's right. He knows that like there's people in Middle America who are like you're right. Who are homophobic and and like you know and like he doesn't go all the way you mm-hmm. know and I think that it's like my dad well that's why he doesn't that's part of the reason he doesn't apologize I think it's like he's like if I apologize then then I invalidate things that a lot of my f- hardcore fans are probably like yeah right on Howard you know like he I, doesn't do a dog whistle but he's not telling anyone to stop whistling but that's the, the this is the problem I mean like so anyhow like, this interview kind of like give me gave me sort of mixed emotions pause give you pause about give me Howard. pause yeah because I, I thought you were telling me to pause I was like give me like mixed emotions about it because I I. I hear him say this stuff on the air sometimes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, he's, like, kind of got bad old guy opinions about stuff that yeah. are really not. And he's very funny, and his interviews are very interesting and often very insightful with he's people. He's of like, another time. With, yeah, he's of another time, but that's not an excuse anymore. No, no, no. I mean, like, he, to me, when I listen to Howard, I feel like I'm listening to the night. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and in a way, I am. It's the same thing with Jenny McCarthy. Every time I see Jenny McCarthy, no matter what happens with her, if she shows up on a talk show, I think like, God, you are a relic of an MTV that died in like yeah. 2002. Yeah, I, I think like, for instance, like I think he's like way too even keeled about Trump. Yeah, you know? it's like, wild. Well, you know, he has to he be... was literally a member of his whack pack, and now he's literally the most powerful. And person he talks in the world. about it here. I mean, he sort of is like, like if Baba Booey is Secretary of State, he would be fine. I mean, with he has it? this weird. He has this weird. Like, um, he actually expresses this weird sort of like sympathy for Trump. He's like, oh, he's like, he's so Miss he's me got with something. That. He's like something so is so wrong with him that he's like closed himself off to like listening to other people. Yeah, like, Alzheimer's and Adderall and being like, and being a fucking like, yeah, narcissist sociopath. Like, like you get, you don't get like if you're like in your seventies, there you don't get excuses like. Um, I have, I'm emotional. My daddy was mean. Yeah, like your dad, his dad, he talks about that. He's like, I think his dad was really bad to him. He's like, guess what? Guess what? He's not a cast member on Vanderbilt Rules. He's the fucking president of the United States. He can also afford really good therapy and really good medication. So like, there's ways to deal with that shit. And even if you're mentally ill, you are accountable for the things that you do. And he's not holding him accountable for it. such a cop out. Exactly. Anyhow. So uh, anyhow, this is enough about Howard's Enough about everything. It's a pretty interesting interview and I recommend reading it on the, um, the failing New York Times. Enough about everything. Enough about everything. We should wrap up. Nice things. That's so much. So much. Nice things. Um, oh, I have one nice thing. I just listened. I just listened to not the entirety of it, but most of the new Vampire Weekend record. And I have to say, 
It's really good. It slaps. It doesn't slap. It just like I'll say this. I don't think there's a lot of modern like what you might classify as like rock music that's being made with like the kinds of production values that that record has. Just fucking throw Imagine the, Dragons right under the bus. And the kind of well, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, no, no, no. But like if you listen to like New Fallout nice Boy, guys. the New Fallout Boy is yeah. like immaculately produced with like the most modern interesting production techniques. Rock goes but pop the, so quickly. But the music is fucking garbage. Yeah. And this is like really Maroon interesting, five. weird. Shut up. This is really, just get out of my face. This is like really interesting, weird, unexpected, uh, like I would classify it as like rock music to, to, for the most part. Um, Just produced in a way that it just sounds totally modern and weird and interesting. And I just find it fascinating to listen to. And I'm surprised that they have a new record and that it is as good as it is. And I'm not even like the world's biggest Vampire Weekend fan. Like I like them. It's just a really interesting, different, like you just don't, it's not trying to be anything, they're not trying to be anything they aren't. They're like, it's very Vampire Weekend, and it's like pretty fucking good. Right. Like in a world filled Post Malone's, it's interesting to hear like something else. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my nice thing. Yeah, in a world full of Post Malone's, I'm happy we have Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas X. Is that your nice thing is Lil Nas X? Yeah, my nice thing is Lil Nas X used to be a Nicki Minaj. Everybody's like, everybody's like country. Everybody's like country's in. Everybody's like now country's cool. Like ye, and I cannot emphasize this enough. Huh? (laughs) No, it's like the yeehaw agenda. Like whatever. I don't like. I like that black people and gays are stealing country back. Fuck you. I think Casey Musgraves forever. I do like. I do like. Is she gay? No, but she's huge. She's like a she, Lady Gaga level. Is she a person of color? Although Lady Gaga is bi. Um, she's an extremely um, supportive and her music is basically, has the same fan base as Carly Rae Jepsen mm. and it very much upsets the mm. Nashville country. Like, Well, I definitely think Lil Nas X is heterosexual. It's but great he's that black and he. Uh, I, I'm is glad. I'm Nashville. glad that more people are getting into country, but I think country, like much of country, is like really. I don't know. Casey Musgraves is closer to Dolly Parton than she is to um fucking all the shitty country we have to. I'm not even gonna name Dolly Parton. You mean the uh, woman who owns a company that had um like a nightly North and South battle. Um, yeah, but I mean that again. That was based on like a poem, and then she ended it when she re- realized it was still playing and apologized. Listen, Dolly Parton, who spent no, she's great. Do you want me to list the things Dolly no, Parton has done? I'm just saying, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird shit that happens in the South and with country music sure. that is not good for. But it, you can say she's a quality artist and a good person. I love Dolly Parton. I don't love the uh, like clash of clans or whatever it is that she was her like her show it was like the battle of dixie or whatever yeah, frankly, dixie like, battle or it something. was fucking shitty but also we can't anybody with an empire you could do a gotcha uh i'm not here to defend dolly parton dixie stampede dixie stampede need defending anyway uh, it's still it's still playing by the way is that your one nice thing what empire weekend is your one nice thing sorry i don't week? normally even talk about i don't, I don't even talk about music uh, Dolly Parton by books for uh, children across America. Okay, fine. Dolly Parton's great. I'm not saying she, she is. I'm not saying she's bad. She's a wonderful person. I'm just saying there's a, everybody's got a little something under a rock. You're not allowed to watch Nine to Five anymore. I will not be watching Nine to Five. Um, okay, my nice things from this week are number one, medical science and uh, vaccines. Having gotten a tetanus shot two years ago, like a booster, I did not need to do anything else. I could take antibiotics, get my hand sewed up, get the glass out, and it's going to heal normally. And I. It is not until you're in that panicked state of mind that you will literally trust all science doctors. You have your, like, my limb was in a nurse practitioner's hand. And it was like, you know, of course I 
I philosophically support all these things, but I couldn't imagine being someone whose parents were anti-vaccine, so I like didn't get them and I didn't really Google it and like right. realizing that I could get tetanus and there was nothing I could do to stop it or rabies or something. Yeah. So I was imagine like, being that kid. And also, uh, I have Medicaid, and without Medicaid, I would literally have no way to pay for this. I had to take an ambulance, which is, is that how it works? What do they $2, do? Twenty five hundred dollars. You have to pay out of pocket if you get your hand sliced open. Yep. If you don't have coverage, and um, Crazy. so statewide coverage. Medicare, Medicare, Medicaid for all. Uh, it, it was it, it saved me. I had to go back to the doctor. That would have been hundreds of dollars for to get my hand rewrapped. Like it was, it was nice. My other nice thing is my fight stick joypad and playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, quality games, Sonic Mania, still underrated. Why would they make any other games besides those 2D games? They're amazing. And tied into that is another nice thing, which is I'm rereading uh, Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. Um, wow, you have a lot of nice things. I don't. The content of the book is fascinating. Um, Tom Kalinske seems like a genius who's cut short. Um, and uh, I I feel like philosophically and like business-wise, there's so much to learn from that era of cutthroat um, video game like politics and like the burgeoning, booming industry and trying to make decisions on the fly that end up having industry-wide consequences for decades to come is kind of a fascinating like study. It's sort of like Apple and Windows days. It, it's really, it's a great book. Um I don't love that it's written like a movie script. Like, there's a lot of dialogue that clearly you have no idea what they actually said. Right. And it's presented as fact. And I know that there's disclaimer. That is a style. It is. And the first time I read it, I loved the style. The second time I read it, it's starting to irritate me because I'm hearing the author's voice rather than who these people really are. But it's going to make a great movie, and the book is very good. And that's a very minor note on a highly researched, interesting book. Mm. And coupled with that is uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which I haven't finished completely, but it's vignettes and stories about how hard the basically the slave labor of um, game development and uh, oh, yeah. computer animation is. Yeah, we did a story about this uh, somewhat. Well, about the outsourcing of this to these sort of sweatshops. Yeah, and there's a there's a um, uh, there's a YouTube channel that did a video about. Um, it's kind of apropos that this is all mixing, which is um, the 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 Paramount who is making the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is now completely redoing Sonic because everyone hates what he looks like. Mm -hmm. And um, and that is going to cause a huge exploitation of already highly exploited uh, workers on VFX who have some of the worst jobs. They're, they're, they're Getting a big job for them basically means that their companies will go bankrupt yeah. um, because of the way that the money is structured. Um, Jack Saint is a YouTuber who did a video called Hashtag Gotta Fix Fast Bad. Um, He's a lefty YouTuber that really goes into depth about why this is such a scary thing for the whole industry. And it's so silly because they're just redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's, in fact, a really serious issue. Um, and it couples with those books really well. So that's where my mind has been at. Um, very video game heavy, but um, that's where I'm at. And I honestly can't recommend all of those things enough. So buy Sonic and read books. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I, I finished this book. Uh, I mentioned it by Sally Rooney called um, Normal People. Uh, yeah, I have. I don't know anything about it. It's interesting. Uh, it's a quick read. It's a real page turner. It's about two people who have a relationship over a series of years uh, in Ireland, a man and a woman. Well, they start as teens and they they become adults. It's interesting. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it. Hmm. It ends in a, a, a both satisfying and deeply unsatisfying manner. Which is like a thing with books lately. I also finished this book by David Mitchell called Number Nine Dream, which is the follow up to um, uh, what is his first book? It's called uh, uh, Ghost Written, 
and it's like all over the fucking place and it has the most I've heard insane about it has the most insane and abrupt ending and I'm like I literally uh yelled in I've my heard car from people I was, that this is insane I was listening to it I yelled in my car I was like what so I'm, I have a lot of mixed feelings about books lately, but yeah, but uh, I, I would recommend the Sally Rooney book. I think it's a it's a hot. It's everybody loves it. She's like you know, allotted, loved, beloved. You know, New York New Yorker profiled young author, but it's it's very good. I it, I don't know why it's so funny to me picturing you finishing a book about like an Irish relationship of angst and like was it worth the pain and the love, yeah. and then putting it down with a whiskey in a silent room and staring into your backyard. Here's what happened. <laughs> It basically, like, I finished it last night. I, like, was listening to the it's audiobook. It's a funny image to me. I was listening to the audiobook, and then Such Laura an had the, the physical copy, and so I, like, tore through, like, I don't know, 50 pages last night to finish it, and then I was, like, she had fallen asleep, and it was just me alone. Having, a, like, with my thoughts. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyhow, I recommend it. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just been told that uh, Sally Rooney has written a novel about your family and it has an extremely unsatisfying ending.